0: Welcome to Your Safe Space, the podcast. I'm your host, Adele-Marie, and this podcast is here for you. It is a safe space for us to catch up each week to discuss anything and everything, and we are back today for an Ask Me Anything on air, AMA on air. Happy Friday, everyone, and happy First... Friday of June. I was going to say happy first day of the month, but it's not. It's the 2nd of June today. And I hope you're well. I hope your week has been good. I hope the new month is off to a flying start. We are up to episode 70 today. What the hell? Producer Derek and I were just chatting off air before and it's crazy. I can't believe that you guys are still listening to me talk shit 70 episodes in. I love you so much. I'm grateful for your support. Thank you for keeping this podcast alive. I knew from day one that I wanted to keep doing this, but I think once you get to like that 10 episode, 20 episode, 30 episode, it really set in that this was like my little baby and I really didn't want to give up on this dream. And thank you for allowing me to keep it going. It means the world. Now, we are also a few days into June, officially winter in Melbourne, and I'm not okay about that. Check on your Melbourne friends. If you are listening and you're not here and you have friends that live here, check on them. We are not okay. Okay. It's cold here. It's freezing and I'm planning an episode. I'm going to put it in to see if you guys vote for it. I know it's a very niche, but I want to do like a little winter survival episode because I tell you every winter that I've lived here and there have been some winters that I lived in Sydney and they are not as bad as what they are here. I feel like we need a survival guide or maybe I need the survival guide, but keep an eye out for those because that will be in the polls as well. Now, Another quick cheeky reminder before we get into the show. Sorry, I'm talking a lot before we get into the questions, but don't forget to do your monthly check-in. I will have it either in the Facebook group or on the podcast Instagram. Quick little check-in, five minutes, just a little, see how you're going. It's a good point, I think, to check in as well because it's like halfway through the year and it can really just get you going for that home stretch towards Christmas and December. Can't believe I'm already saying that. Anyway, as always, this show is not a replacement for professional mental health help or support. If you do need that, please check the show notes. If you are new here, this is your first ever episode listening. We just take questions that you guys ask me every Monday and I give you my hot take, okay? And I've picked out some today and they're juicy and they're different and let's get right into it. Question number one, how did you enjoy collaborating with Jazz on your collection? Now, I put this question in here because I feel like obviously you guys know about the collection. I have spoken a lot about the pieces, but I haven't really talked about the behind the scenes working with Jazz so closely. And I do plan on getting her on the podcast. I actually asked her to come on for last Friday's episode because that was launch day, but she was a little bit too busy. And then we decided to just do the sponsoring of that episode instead. But when Jazz approached me, I was over the moon and shocked because I didn't think that, I don't know, I just didn't think that something like that would be possible for me or that it would be something that she would want to do because it was her first time ever collaborating with somebody like that. And obviously, once we got all of the contractual stuff out of the way, negotiating the way that the deal would work out of the way, we really just got the ball rolling. And I can tell you now, having worked corporate for many, many years of my life, having worked with other brands, having worked with many different people in my 30 years on earth, Working with Jazz has been so seamless. She is incredible in every single way, so inspiring, so smart and knowledgeable and just business minded. And I always talk about expanders, having like expanders in your life or people in your life who either have things that like you are inspired by or maybe want or maybe look up to and using that as kind of guidance and inspiration and Jazz is one of those people and just from day dot she was so incredible in the sense that she really gave me freedom to do what I wanted to do with the collection and it wasn't ever a matter of like we have to do things this way or we have to do things that way it was very collaborative. And yeah, just so easy. (laughs) We had sent some um, emails to each other last week before launch and I was just saying to her, like, I'm so grateful. Like you have no idea. Like I don't even have the words to tell you how grateful I am for this opportunity, for trusting me, for going into business with me like this, because it is a risk for her. And I think for those of you listening, Jazz, if you don't know, and it was a bit of a full circle moment, but she has been a creator, an influencer for a very long time. I think eight years. And I watch her YouTube videos, but I used to watch her makeup videos years ago on my train, on the way to my corporate job. I would watch her. I would watch Chloe Morello, Loz Curtis. I would watch Shan XO. (laughs) And I still love all of those accounts, by the way. But I had known who Jazz was for so long. And I think we are very similar with our values. We're very similar as people. And so When I started working with her before the collaboration, I knew that she was a good human anyway. And then obviously the collaboration came about and it just reinstilled or like confirmed everything that I knew about her and knew about the process. And so, yeah, I'm so grateful. It's been incredible. I cannot fault it at all. At the time of recording this, we actually haven't had the launch or anything like that yet. It is a couple days out from that. So hopefully it goes really well and I will get her on the podcast too. So stay tuned for that. Question number two. We are in a new relationship and are in very different financial positions. Do you have any tips to navigate this? I love this question because I feel like money or financial differences could be a major reason for issues in relationships, for issues with fights or things like that. And I feel like they can be worked through with adequate communication and by getting on the forefront. Now, obviously, this goes without saying this is not financial advice. I'm not a financial advisor, guys. This is just very general information. Don't want to muddy the waters there talk to a professional if you need. But my first tip with you guys, and you did say it's a new relationship, so I don't know how new it is, but just open up the conversation. Start talking about it. I know it might seem taboo and I know it might seem difficult, especially if you like grew up in a family who didn't speak about money or you were told not to speak about money, can feel a bit uncomfortable doing that. And I don't think you need to sit down and be like, how much do you get paid? How much debt are you in? I don't think it needs to be that harsh and upfront, but maybe you're just unpopular your attitude towards money. Maybe you're talking about your future plans or your long-term financial goals together. Maybe you have plans to like go on a holiday together or maybe you wanna buy a house together. You can start to soften into the conversation by talking about those like broader things rather than going into like the nitty gritty. My second tip is to make time for the chat, have the space for the chat and make the money conversation work for you, okay? There's no hard and fast rules when it comes to relationships and money. I feel like everybody is so individual with how they earn money, how they spend money and the way the dynamic will work. But as for how often and when you're having these chats, I think it's important to do it before you're making any big financial decisions together. So before you are thinking about getting married, before you are going to move in, before you're going to have a freaking baby, before you're going to take a holiday, before you're doing any of those drastic life things, talk about it first, okay? Better to have all the information up front than get into these relationships or dynamics or situations and then have potential problems down the track. These conversations should be happening before then. As I said, I don't know how early you are in, but these conversations are important to have before that joint financial responsibility. Now, can also take a couple of conversations and continued conversations for the life of the relationship to be on the same page or to get into a position where you both are feeling like your needs are being met and you're on the same page or working together to get on the same page. Now, I feel like obviously, if you are moving in together, especially or going to get married or have a child, you may want to work out. A situation that works for you. So a couple of things that I found in the research for this episode is either working out a percentage split based on your income or you guys may agree to like keep your finances separate and have separate items that like each person is responsible for or you may have a joint account for separate expenses or you may just go all in. There are so many different ways that you can do it. Obviously, I'm not going to go into depth with all of those right now. But if you are at that point, it's really finding the one that works for you. And it's really important that obviously, while you are contributing to the relationship or while your partner is contributing to the relationship, that you are still protecting yourself. Because I feel like obviously, most of our listeners are young women as well. I would hope that and I will do more episodes on this. And I feel like there are some other money po- money podcasts out there who do provide that information. But it really is important to look after your financial future and to make sure that you are still doing the right thing, which leads me into my next tip. And that is being really honest with yourself about any concerning behaviors, whether maybe it's your own money behaviors or maybe it's from your partner, but being really mindful and I don't think that these are deal breakers. I'm talking about like having like really high spending behaviors or maybe being in quite a bit of debt, consumer debt. As I said, I don't think they're like red flags or you should end your relationship over this. But I think it does matter if you or your partner are working towards like rectifying this and getting yourself into a better financial position so that you can set yourselves up for the future. And I think it just helps you plan and protect yourself before you do join those finances or make those joint responsibility decisions when it comes to money. And then my last tip is to speak to a professional. Obviously, I don't know your financial situation. I don't know if you have assets I don't know how much you have in savings I don't know if you're in debt I don't know what your individual circumstance is but there are two people that you could talk to the first one is either a solicitor to help you understand your options and I would probably say if you own assets like properties things like that even if you have children that can play a part into like future inheritances inheritances why can't I say that word (laughs) You know what I'm talking about, inheritance, but this can play a role. The other person that you could speak to is a financial advisor or planner who can help you sort out your estate planning or your will. I guess a solicitor can help you do that. Even your insurances, because all of this, even though it's not a very romantic, fluffy conversation to have, is super important. I think as well, you could have potentially one partner that does have quite a bit of assets or is better off than the other one. You want to protect that before you head into that relationship. And I think by seeing a professional, you can get to that. Point quicker and just with that professional guidance. Now, obviously, this is quite a personal question. I don't know if anyone wants to come into the Facebook group to share how they've navigated different financial positions or maybe you have a story about how you didn't and you want to share it to like warn others. Please come into the group and share it. It is a great way to share evidence and facts if you are comfortable to do so. So come into the group and do that and maybe we can learn a little bit about each other as well. Question number 3. How do you maintain friendships when all your friends are having babies? By the way, I'm 28 and I'm single. And I feel you. I feel like this chapter of life, it's very interesting. Suddenly our friends are having babies on purpose. And sometimes I'll see someone announce that they're having a baby and I'm like, "Oh my god, they're having a baby." And then I'm like, "Wait, of course they're having a baby." Like they're they're of the age to have a baby. They're married. That's like what they're wanting to do. It's We're adults now. It's okay. And as a single friend who is 30 myself, I obviously have friends who have children. I have friends who have babies. I even have like cousins that have babies as well now. And some of my friendships have withstood that. Then they've withstood the test of time. They've withstood having children and navigating other life changes. And so I think it can be a challenge to navigate, but I do think it is possible. And I don't think it's doom and gloom. Okay. And that is because my first tip is just accepting that friendship is going to ebb and flow. Okay. Our friends and I, I think, especially once you leave school, you are suddenly on different trajectories, different paths. You're never going to be on the same path at the same time. Sometimes you might be if you're lucky enough to maybe be getting married at the same time as your friend or starting a new job at the same time as your friend or having a baby the same time as your friend. But It's just really radically accepting that friendship can be seasonal. Friendship can change. It's okay if suddenly you're not as close as you used to be because a really big life change has happened, like having a baby. Sometimes we're going to be on the same path. Sometimes we're not. It does not mean that the friendship is fatally flawed or not worth it anymore. And I think it's interesting, obviously, when someone first has a baby, like that's a huge life change and that baby is not always going to be a baby. And one day that baby might be a child, like you could still have that friend in 20, 30 years down the track. I would rather trying to just accept that and accept the friendship as it is. Maybe it's not how it used to be, but still it's a friendship. And if you are wanting to still hold on to it, I think that you can. I don't think you need to lose it or let it go because a baby is in the picture. And that leads me to my second tip, which is giving your friend grace, especially if they have just had a baby or any other massive life change. I think as we get older, we can go through some really big life changes and having a child, I'm going to say it's probably one of the biggest ones. Okay. And it's going to be an adjustment period. It's going to be probably really hard, especially if the person potentially could experience something like postpartum depression or just adjusting to a new life as a new mum. But What I would say is really letting them know that you are there and that you are available if they need and still making that effort. And I know some people might disagree with me, but I almost think you should be making like a little bit more effort because they're the ones that have just gone through that really big adjustment. And don't forget that underneath like just becoming a new mom, your friend is still your friend and your friend is still a person as well as being a mum, okay? And so checking in regularly doesn't necessarily mean that like you'll get to see them as much, obviously, because they've got a new living human baby with them. But letting your friend know you are still a friend, even though they've just had a baby and trying to let it kind of navigate and take that flow, even though there is obviously a new person involved in it. And then my third tip is maybe this is a sign for you to find some friends who you are either on the same page with or on a similar pathway with. And I have done a few episodes now about making friends as adults. You can go back and listen to those. Come into the Facebook group because we have a lot of friendship threads in there. I love seeing those posts. So you're more than welcome to make one there. But that could be a way for you to have other single friends who aren't you know, planning to have babies or ready to have babies yet. And you could potentially catch up with them, go out with them. Because I do think it's important to have people around you that are on the same page. I don't think that just because all your friends are having babies like me, it means that you don't go out and make some new friends if you don't want to. I think you can still accept the change in your older friendships and still water those and give them love and attention. But maybe it is a sign that you might need to open up, you know, and welcome someone else into your life or other friends into your life as well. As I said, please come into the group. You are welcome to put a post up if you are wanting to make some friends, but I would love to hear from people who have just had babies, how your friends have supported you and what has helped you. Or if you are someone else who has a lot of friends who have just had babies, how are you navigating that? Because I like I always say the more that we share with each other the more that we can help each other. And then our last question probably the juiciest one but do you feel pressure to move out of home because of your age? I'm still at home and I'm 28 and I feel this especially being single and what if I ever want to bring a guy home? No, I don't feel the pressure. For everyone listening, I'm 30, I still live at home. I used to get quite a lot of hate online about this and I don't get it anymore. I feel like since I've spoken a lot about the situation on all of my channels and all of my platforms, people have realized that it is actually like a common thing in some ethnicities and I'm not sure what this listener's background is, but for myself... I'm half Italian and half Greek and it is very common in both of those nationalities that the children will tend to stay at home until like they are married and I have moved out before and my parents have always said to me from day one that it doesn't matter how old I am if I ever needed a roof over my head I'm welcome back at any point. When I first moved out, I never thought I would go back, but now I'm back. I'm very grateful. It suits my situation perfectly. And so for me in the past, when anyone's tried to pass judgment on it, I'm just like, whatever. I don't even care because I know that it works for my situation and it's meeting my needs. And right now it is serving me. I'm hyper aware that it's going to come a point where it's not anymore. And when that time comes, I will make the decision to change my living arrangements. But right now I don't feel that pressure. And I feel like it really just comes down to caring what people think. So if you are feeling that pressure and you are worried about what people think, what I would say to you is focus on your why. Why are you living at home right now? Does it serve you financially? Also, state of the world at the moment, state of Australia, we're in a cost of living crisis. Living at home, if you can, is a luxury and is something you should be so grateful for. And I always think to myself, if people are passing judgment on that, Maybe it's because it's something that they wish they had, or maybe they can't have that, and so their anger or resentment is coming out towards you as judgment. As for the bringing guys home part, I am only ever bringing a guy home who is my boyfriend or who I think I'm gonna be spending my future with. None of the guys I'm going on dates with are coming into my family home, meeting my mum and dad, who are very important to me, if they are not serious or legitimate. Now, as I am a little bit older, Most of the people that I've been on dates with have either lived by themselves or lived with a housemate, which in my opinion is no different to living with family. If you're living with a housemate, it's the same situation like if you're wanting to bring someone over, okay? And so for me, it's not really been an issue And on the other hand, when I lived out of home, so I lived in Sydney for a couple of years, three or four years, I lived by myself before I lived with a housemate or before I lived with an ex and then I lived with a housemate. While I was living by myself, sure, I could have brought guys home, but I also didn't really want to do that. And I'll explain why, because my home was like my safe space and I didn't just want to invite random guys over because I had that. So for me, it's not that much different to living at home. Obviously, in your situation, if you are dating someone who also lives at home, it can be really hard to navigate that dynamic, but you can potentially make it work. And I'd love to do another episode on that down the track. But I would love anybody else who still lives at home, especially if you are older or later in life, please come into the Facebook group. We will start a thread about it. I feel like every time I talk about it, I get people saying, oh my God, I still live at home. You normalize it for me. It makes me feel so much better and they feel seen. And then obviously I've got the other people who are either frustrated that I still live at home. But I think if you do come and join us and we can chat about it. We can also talk about how we navigate bringing people over if we are someone who still lives at home. But guys, we are going to wrap the show there. Thank you so much for joining me. If you are not already, please follow us on Instagram, Your Safe Space Pod. Follow us on, where am I saying? Follow us on Apple, follow us on Spotify, like, review the podcast, give us a rating. Also, tag us on your story while you're listening and join our Facebook group, Your Safe Space Podcast Community. Follow me as well at Adele Marie. I love you guys. Have a great weekend. Be safe. I will see you on Sunday and look after yourselves. Bye.